right, everybody, welcome in for episode two of the Slightly Above Average Football Fan. I'm excited about today's episode with my former high school teammate, Landon Cohen. Had a little bit of uh, audio difficulty, no big deal, but uh, just to give you guys that heads up, uh, Landon and I were doing this via speakerphone, and you know I blame our producer for the audio issues, aka me, but we are definitely trying to clean that up as best we can, and anyway, I hope everybody enjoys it. Coffee yet? Yeah, man, a little bit of coffee. Emmy, how about you? I'm working on mine. I'm getting ready to put my pot together now. I hear you. I hear you. So, man, a lot of times what I do here is I ask folks about their their high school experience, but this is different because you and I, I know your high school experience for the most part. And uh, so, you were two years younger than me. Is that right? Yeah, man. Um, 04 was my graduating class. Okay, cool, cool. So, chat me up a little bit. Tell me about recruiting. Tell me, how'd you end up at Ohio? Uh, Actually, my brother ended up, uh, my brother who's four years older than I, he uh, went to the Citadel. There was a coach at the Citadel who kind of watched me since uh, I was in the eighth grade just because of my brother. So he ended up going to Ohio University, and I just liked him because I've been around him for a while, and uh, that's where I went. Cool, man. That's awesome. So chat me up again a little bit. When you got to Ohio, first of all, before I get to that question, you and I are both from Spartanburg, South Carolina. As far as I know, born and raised there. Did you have any family up north or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I got some cousins in Ohio. Every All my family's from North and South Carolina. Gotcha. But, like, I do have family who's migrated up that way. Gotcha. And the reason I ask, man, what's it like playing ball in that cold weather? Uh, it's not too bad. You know, football is football. Like, once you, once you get going and do your thing, just do your thing. I hear you. I just, I had to think about that, man. I went a couple years back to uh, watch Ohio State play Penn State up in Ohio, and it was snowing, it was cold, and man, I was, I was, I was struggling. Now, granted, I was just sitting in the stands, so that that's a different story. But uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, Ohio is not even the coldest place. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we Ohio, uh, Ohio, Detroit, New England, um, Chicago. I've been, I've been a bunch of cold places so Ohio's kind of like mild gotcha and, uh, I hear you so talk me up a little bit you know compare a little bit for people who are listening who didn't play any college ball didn't play defensive line don't know the complexities of it what was what was the jump like as far as what you were learning what you were taught moving from high school football to playing at Ohio and 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 what you were being asked to do as a football player um, the jump, I mean, Coach Davis had us ready to go, man. When yeah. I got to Ohio University, you know, I kind of had the mindset of I was going to be the, the man and um, pretty much just tougher than everybody. So I was able to come in and um, just be a Spartanburg tough guy, get some starts my freshman year. And then after that, it was it was a wrap. I hear you, man. Yeah, Coach Davis always had us right, and I know Coach Miller had the defensive line right. Yes, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of the most intense dudes I've ever been around in my life. Great football coach and guy, but man, he's intense. Definitely intense <laughs> across the board, man. It, it definitely prepared me for where I'm supposed to be. 
Cool, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about, if you remember, you talked about being a freshman, getting some starts. You know, did you have a moment? I know you came in with the attitude of, hey, I can do this, but did you have a moment where you were like, dang, man, okay, this is a different game. I got to be able to, I got to be able to step up my game a little bit. When you went against a certain guy or, or whatever, was there a moment where you were like, all right, that guy's, that guy's a man. I got to get ready for that guy. I think, I think the biggest challenge for me was not necessarily an individual, but just understanding the team concept and, um, playing smart when to do certain things on the field, when to not do certain things. Um, you know, a lot of times when you're a freshman and you and you want to you wanna ball out, you'll get out there and you'll make some selfish plays. You'll jump outside. You'll get a, pen, a stupid penalty, um, those type things. So um, I think that was like the biggest learning curve. And like, okay, yeah, I'm a good player. I'm a, I'm a really good player. But can I be a teammate? good teammate and can I be an elite player by doing it right every single time. So um had a coach that came up to me, Nick Toth, probably after a game or game or two of my freshman year, and he's like, Hey man, uh you got a shot. He didn't tell me what that shot was, but I took it and was like, Hey, let's go. Yeah. All right. Good deal. And I like the man you had. You, you know, you talked about. You you knew you were a good player. You you had some chances to do some things, but you had to learn how to play in the system. How you didn't leave your teammate out to dry. Couldn't be going to make plays on your own. You had to had to do right. your had to do your thing, but do it as a teammate. Right. Right. You can you got to you can be great within the scheme of the defense. You just can't be running all over the place, and uh, because it's gonna hurt you in it. In the, in the long run, like you're gonna be out of position, and, and they're gonna pop it right in your gout. That's right, and then everybody's gonna see it on film when y'all watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I hear you. So you were at, like when you were at Ohio, y'all played in the MAC. Did you? So that was you know everybody jokes and hears about the, the MACTION on ESPN. I I remember watching you at uh, at Ohio. We all did y'all play any of those Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday type games? Man, that that was the vibe. You know, we loved it because we had prime time. That's Nobody right. else is on, all eyes on us. And I think that helped a lot of us because, um, you know, you got all, everybody gets to see. And they're going to watch some football. It's, you know, no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely! If you're a football fan, I mean, I love I love that matching deal because, like you said, I know there's a game on, and I can imagine as a player, you know, you playing on a Wednesday or Thursday, you're you're on national television. You're you're probably the only game, and uh, that's that's legit for sure. So, all right, let's you know, as I mentioned when we first talked, you know, you you played in the league, you played in the NFL, got drafted by the Detroit Lions uh, in 2008, you know. Tell me a little bit about that moment. What was it like? Who called you? Where were you? That kind of thing. So I was, uh, I was still in school. I was doing some homework, you know, trying to make sure I stayed on my, on my square. But um, it's kind of a quick, real quick situation. You'll get a couple of phone calls from other teams talking about they're interested. I think like in the fifth round, I got a few phone calls. Um, I think they were more trying to set it up to where if they didn't draft me, I would choose them as a free agent. Gotcha. Um, so in the seventh round, here comes Detroit. Uh, Rod Marinelli, that's my guy. He calls. He's like, hey, man, you ready to be a Detroit Lion? And before I could answer, he's like, shit, we're drafting your ass right here. I'm gonna put me on. Then he put me on the phone with the secretary. They booked my flight. 
I hear you. I hear you. So talk me up, man. I mean, what's that feeling like? What's that feeling like? Because, I mean, that's a dream every football player wants. You get that phone call. It doesn't matter what round it is, any of that. You get that phone call say, hey, man, we want to draft you to play in the NFL. Do you remember what that felt like at that time? Yeah, it was like it was like a sigh of relief because I had put so much into that. I mean, there was there was no other uh, uh, there were no other all my eggs were in that basket. There was no other option for me um, besides to play football at that point because that's where my mindset was. So uh, just that sigh of relief to be like, well, shit. I ain't got to go get a job for another year. <laughs> right. right, I hear you. So, all right, you get to Detroit. You got, so I imagine you went to the rookie mini camp first, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, what's what's that moment like? I mean, you know, again, we talked a little bit about the complexity, getting to the college game from the high school game. Now we're stepping up to the true big leagues. Everybody out there was the best player on their team, probably one of the best players in their league. Now it's, you know, now you want to prove yourself again. What's that level up like? So that, that level up is uh, now during rookie camp, me and uh, a buddy of mine, he was drafted in the third round after practice. Those days are from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Mm. So you got three days, you got two to three practices a day. And uh, probably after that first day, you're going to be looking around, looking at your hands and your feet and your knees and being like, man, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> because the coach, I mean, the culture, they're pushing you so hard, like harder than you've never been pushed before. Um, every guy out there, they may not be that good, but, um, you know, you got just some guys out there, but they're fighting hard. Right. Because their livelihoods depend on it. So, yeah. um, you know, even though it's not, some, some guys aren't as skilled and, you know, they really don't belong there. Um, they're still going to fight hard. They're still going to give it everything that they got. So, uh, you know, Coach, he would line us up and say, hey, man, you know, you these guys right here, you better whoop all these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swap you out. You know, we're going to swap it out. So, um, you know, times you might have to go against every five offensive linemen in a row. You attract the guy, line them all up. That's right. They got to find out what you're made of. Yeah, yeah, no break. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. That's so, what about your talk with me about scheme? I mean, I, you know, when you get up to the the big boy leagues, what are they? Are uh, well, you know, you know, we all, you know, from high school on, you're talking about gap responsibility and this, that, and the other. But what level of detail changed? Was it, you know, hand placement, this, that, or the other, man, foot, whatever it was. By the time you get to the pros, hand placement and all that should be like. Um, you know, they're not coached. I mean, they may coach that, but you right. should be able to know how to put, where to put your hands and do all of that. Right. You got a little know the nuances of the scheme. So luckily, we ran the exact same defense in college as we did in the pros. I mean, same terminology and everything. Oh, wow. So when I came in, you know, they just called a play. I line up like I've been doing it for four years, which I had. So That's awesome. That works out well. So, um, speaking of that, so I, I, a few months back, I heard on uh, Ryan Rosillo's podcast, Boomer McFarland was on there, and he said something I wanted to ask you about. He talked about 
on deep, on I'll start off on offense. He said on offense, you might have a scheme that can make you got make an offense run better, this, that, and the other. But on defense, and I remember he said this directly. He said on defense, it's about dudes. It's not about the scheme. What do you think about that? What do you? What's your thought on that? Is it? You know, he kind of made the point. The Tampa two didn't work everywhere else outside of Tampa because they didn't have the guys that were there. So is it? Is it on defense more about players? Well, I think that uh, I don't think I think it's coaching. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a dude, uh, kind of in the NFL. So, like, you got to have the right people in the right places. Um, but it has a lot to do with calling the right things. Just because you're running Tampa two doesn't mean that you know. Like, if you're running cover two, which is Mike Vick, yeah, he's gonna tear you up. That's right. That's right. And so, um, I hear you. So you know, it's all about. Um, like there's the element of having the right kind of guys in the Tampa two. Right. So you want s- smaller, speedier guys in the Tampa two. You don't want the big, the big guys. I hear you. But as far as um, you know, like guys being in the right position, a lot of times coaches got to call the right plays. It's it's a a marriage of a whole bunch of things. That's why New England's so good. Um, you know, Kansas City's so good. Those teams that constantly win it's like front office coaches players uh medical staff everyone's on the same page you know the teams that lose you might have guys who like oh well half the team don't like the medical staff they don't like what the coaches are doing and this is in the pros in college and all that it doesn't matter what you like right in the pros you gotta kind of Everybody's making money. Every, I mean, everyone works together. It's not like, oh, this is my boss or, or whatever. Right. The head man, the the owner of the team is the boss. The rest of the people work together. I got you. I'm with you. So it's more of a, a team. There's that. There's not as much as that divide. It's everybody's working together. In your opinion, not as my. Oh, this is my coach. It's all of us in the same boat trying to get yeah, the job yeah, done. We're, yeah, we're trying to get a job. Done. Just a bunch of men doing what they need to do as an organization. And and sure. you you brought up. Um, New England. You were in New England for a little while. As fans, we hear uh, a lot about the Patriot way, and you kind of hit on it, but it, you said it's just that continuity, that con- togetherness and connectedness of the medical staff, the coaching staff, the players. Tell me what's different in New England. Um, I mean, that's, that's where I learned the most about play, playing football. So, it was a lot of um, it was a lot of I mean, Bill would run meetings, right. so it wouldn't be he wouldn't leave the meetings up to the coaches to run. I know he would come into some D line meetings and and do certain things that he wanted to see done. So, um, you know, he would come and and put his emphasis on each week on where where we needed to play, and I think guys stepped up and they just kind of felt the energy that he cared so much about what he had going on versus other places you may go and the coach want to be a celebrity. Right. Like, you know, he's 40-something years old. He's hot shot. He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that does make a difference. You got the head guy walking in the D-line meeting or the O-line meeting or wherever it is. He, he's on every single detail. And, and that, yeah. that's going to change things. Um, So, man, all right, so – Towards the end of your time in the NFL, let's talk about your time with the Seahawks when you when you were with them during their Super Bowl run. So they called they called you late in the year that year, right? Yeah. 
And, and, and I've been on the Seattle Seahawks in 2010, like when Pete first got there. So we were familiar with each other. Right. Um, and uh, I think I worked out there maybe earlier in the season. And uh, what's that guy's? Uh, was it uh, Zach Thomas? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah, he, I think he's the linebacker coach there. That Played in Carolina for a while. Um, but uh, he was the guy that was kind of on my line, on my head, just staying with me gotcha. throughout the season. Like, man, what you got going on? We about ready for you type deal. Yeah. <laughs> So when you're like when you're in a situation like that where it's a you got to stay ready. I know you were back home in Spartanburg. When you when you're working out, man, you you got you got somebody you're working with, or is that just on you to to, to keep yourself ready to yeah. go? Yeah, it's on you. And pretty much what I would do is I would just play games in my head right. every day. Right. So I probably run fifty plays, strapped up in a vest, get out in my stance. 50 plays, sets, probably 200 plays a day. Gotcha. So you'll, you'll do 50, 50 plays nonstop. Run right, run left, pass right, pass left, draw, goal line. Just keep on running over that in your mind, in your mind, in your mind. Nothing's going to prepare you for the real thing. Right. But, uh, you know, I've always stayed in good playing shape and, you know, just ready to go. Brazilian right. Jiu-Jitsu helped me out as well. Because you would be like wrestling and tussling with people. Sure. So you never kind of got out of, out of the physical aspect of doing that. I got you. I got you. So um, just real quick, um, before we continue down that road, we talk, we've talked a little scheme here. What What is – is there an offense when you were in the NFL or when you were in college that you – man, you, when you guys knew you were playing so-and-so, you're like, man, this is going to be rough. Well, uh, we're going to have to play these guys. Maybe a hurry-up offense or, or something like that, or it was every week just we got to get ready to go. Uh, it's, you get ready to go. I, I would say by far the, the uh, there are probably three games that I remember really, really remember. One is high school. We played Daniel High School. Yeah, they ran the wing team. Yeah, yeah. And, and them boys, them boys was hitting knees and doing everything that day. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that game, and then I was playing with the Cowboys at one point in time. And um, and we played against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that game I was just so tired right. coming into the game. I knew it was going to be a wrap. Right, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. And um, I want to say probably the third game is going to be the Super Bowl because everybody's so good in that game. That's right. That's right, and I want to get to the Super Bowl here in just a second. You play in the Super Bowl with the Seahawks, so they give you a call. You go on that playoff run, and and you know y'all y'all are in there. So that talk me up about maybe that week before the Super Bowl with all that media nonsense and everything, and y'all are down there. Y'all you got to balance. Hey man, we're at the Super Bowl. Let's let's do this, that, and the other. I'm getting ready for the game. What what was that week leading up to it like? Uh, it was cool, you know. What you know, once you're in the pros, you kind of got your own agenda, so you don't really get caught up in the hype. You know that you're there to play the Super Bowl, so you're gonna be where you're supposed to be, do everything you're supposed to do, so that you can make it to Sunday. Because all the distractions can, you know, you can end up not making it, not showing up, not being somewhere, and missing out on your opportunity. So. Absolutely. So now let's talk about the actual Super Bowl. You you are playing in the game. 
You're playing in the game that every football player has ever strapped on a helmet and shoulder pads wants to play in. Again, like you said, man, you're a pro. You're, you're getting yourself ready. But, I mean, is there a minute during that game where you just went, dang, I'm at, I'm at the Super Bowl. Like, I'm playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I would say the first play, the first snap when, you know, it's a it's just a regular old zone, zone stretch play. And uh, I'm playing on the left side of the field, and this play stretches all the way to the right side of the field on the line of scrimmage to the sideline. So you know that guys, like, they're not conceding one bit. Right. Like, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything, you're going to have to fight for every single inch. Yeah, you're going to have to fight for it. Yeah, and so... You know, uh, I you know that was a tough ending for for Seattle that that year. You know, ending on the two yard line with a, a, a play there. I don't want to make you a, uh, answer any questions about what your thoughts are there, but uh, tough tough ending. So then you go on and you go to the the, um, the CFL and you play up in the CFL. Chat me up a little bit about that, man. I mean, you got a couple different rules in the CFL. What was it? What was the adjustment like up there? Yeah, so you have to, as a defensive lineman, you have to be a yard off the ball. You have to, uh, it's three downs instead of four. You can only have four or five Americans on the field at one time. Oh, wow. So um, that's kind of cool. So sometimes, you know, we would have guys hurt. So I would travel and go to the games, but know that there wasn't, I probably wasn't going to play because we didn't have enough Canadians. God, I didn't know that. I had never heard that rule. Yeah, so it was fun. So they would just kind of position when we when we needed me to play, I right. played. Yeah, I got you. And y'all, y'all won the Grey Cup, right? We did, which is the equivalent of the Super Bowl, which is like bananas. Like, yeah, I man, that's what I wanted to hear about. So I mean, you get the Grey Cup, and that's is it like it's a big deal up in Canada. I mean, they they take it seriously. Yeah. Definitely they do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, your, your time comes um, to end with with the, the Canadian team. Uh, you played for the Red Back, Blacks. Um, did you keep yourself in shape for a few more years and, and just in case, or how'd that work for you? I mean, I really, um, I mean, when I went to Canada, I was done for real, you know. I, I just kind of went back for fun. Yeah, oh, I got you. So you were just like, hey, let's go do this one more time. Yeah, let's go do it one more time. And, and it worked out great. And I was able to ride out into the sunset. Yeah, man, that was, that's awesome. That, that's awesome. And you got a you got a great cup championship out of the deal. So that's that's pretty good deal right there, man. Right. So, I mean, let's talk up hometown, Spartanburg. You and I are both Spartanburg boys. We're both Vikings. Um, you know, man, you've gone back and done some great things in our hometown with, with starting up some businesses and being a, a, a big member of the community there man talk a little bit about that yeah so what i wanted to do when um when i played was just come back home and come to a place where people show some love and support so i just started opening valley parking businesses transportation companies i have a car wash bar and restaurant right now um some real estate you know just typical business things mm-hmm. you know just trying to keep myself busy every day i hear you man i hear you and you had some you've been doing some some camps some football camps uh at times too right yeah yeah so i try to do a football camp every year to give back to the kids just to give them nfl experience pro experience bring some professional guys in town 
right. so that they can have a good little time. Right. All right. So let me ask you. I'm gonna ask you this. This is kind of my my. I like to call this my little call, calling card question. All right, and then we're gonna talk a little Super Bowl prediction. Okay. All right. So you're you're at a game, or you're in a you're at your restaurant, man. You're watching football, and there's somebody talking about what's going on in the game, and and you just in your head are going, man, that is not what the issue is. You know, it's somebody, man, they need to put this player in, or they need to run the ball, they need to blitz more. What's a fan say sometimes that you're just like, man, what are you talking about? I mean, I guess it's different now because. I mean, people watch ESPN. They're they're caught up in the gambling aspect. So their opinions are their opinions. I kind of like. I'm really not a football plant fan. I like to play it. Gotcha. So okay. like sometimes they have good opinions, and I just kind of like okay. Well, never thought about it like that. Okay. All right. I hear and you on this. All right, so let's talk about the Super Bowl coming up. We know it's the Bucks and the Chiefs. Um, you know, obviously you got Tom Brady. You 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 played in New England with Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes is doing what he does. Uh, you know, you said you weren't a, a necessarily a football fan, but knowing Tom Brady, seeing him prepare that when you were new in New England, this guy's forty three years old. He's playing in his tenth Super Bowl, going for his seventh championship. I mean, to me, you got to be thinking this is this guy's going to get it done. But of course, the Chiefs are a really good team. You got any thoughts on the Super Bowl? So I'm going with my heart, and I'm going with Tom Brady, but. Uh, the other 15, he's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That guy, so I feel like Tom is, you know, he's right for it. But don't just think just because, you know, he's 12 that he's just going to walk out of there and, and beat up on the young lad because the young lad is ready to roll. I agree with you, man. Well, hey, it was good talking to you, bro, and I appreciate it. And uh, I hope you keep doing well, man. When I get back up in the bird, we need to get together. Oh, absolutely, man. I enjoyed it, man. And good luck with everything and just stay in touch. Yeah, man, for real. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. Peace. All right, I want to say thank you to Landon Cohen for uh, being with me on the show today. Great talking to an old teammate who got to do some pretty awesome things going playing in the NFL uh, and, and getting an opportunity to do that. Um, just a reminder, we've got the second annual Gene Hendricks Drawsdack Memorial Golf Tournament coming up and uh, in Charwood. Uh, Country Club on March the 5th. That's a Friday. We're going to have a shotgun start. It's a captain's choice. Uh, Four-man teams. Team uh, fees are $200. We're running pretty low on team slots, which is okay because we still have sponsorship opportunities available. If you have a local business that would love to sponsor us, we can talk about that. Check out the Gene Hendricks Drawsack Memorial Fund page on Facebook for more information. Um, if you like what you heard today, please make sure rate and review us. Rate and review us on Apple. We'll also be on Spotify once we get that set up, but rate and review us on Apple, and uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, because we got some good uh, guests coming up. Everybody have a great one. We'll see you again next time.